When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everyone, I'm David. I support Gen X Grown Up on Patreon, and you should too. Don't you want to keep this great content coming? So you know what to do. Go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon and just do it. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this, the Backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, of course, is Mo. Hey, everybody. It would not be a show without George. Hey, man. Hey, how's it going, guys? You know, throughout history, it's usually the hero of the story who gets all the accolades. But what about the hero's assistant or buddy or partner who puts on the same effort but is always lost in the shadow of the star? Not today, though. In this backtrack, <laughs> we remember and celebrate some of our favorite sidekicks from Gen X era media. This is one that was suggested by a fourth listener, Deacon, over on Discord at uh, genxrunup.com slash Discord, where you can uh, nice. join in the conversation. Uh, some time ago, Deacon was saying, we we're talking about, you know, suggestions for backtracks. Like, how about sidekicks? There's so many cool sidekicks. He listed yeah. like 20 of them. Uh, we, we put that in our notes. And so let that be a, a message to you. If you suggest something, it might not happen right away. We will get It's to probably it. going to happen because there's we run out of ideas eventually. And we go see what things are. <laughs> we're lazy, uncreative bastards and we need help. That's why. Yeah. I was trying to tap dance around that, but George nailed it. Yes. <laughs> Before we get into talking about the Gen X era sidekicks, though, it is time for a piece of fourth listener email. The fourth listener this time around is Marcus B. Oh, different uh, Marcus than you might okay. expect. Different Marcus. Subject line of Marcus's email is synchronicity. Again, writing about wow. that. Yeah, oh, Jesus Christ. Jeez. Love talking what, about. Like it. every episode, we're going to be a synchronicity email now. Have you picked up on the fact that they it, people liked it? They resonated. Yeah, people apparently. want to talk about synchronicity, <laughs> music in general. Uh, so I edited Marcus's email down a bit, but not too much. I got in all the, the main points. He was just super excited about this. Nice. Uh, backtrack. Here's what he had to say, dear Jenna. Next grown up, Marcus here, the other Marcus in Winter Haven, Florida. <laughs> I absolutely love your backtrack episode, Synchronicity by the Police. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm glad many people did. And we've, we, we hear you loud and clear. I am a Gen X grown up who chose to be a professional musician and oh, pretty nice. much everything about what I do is centered around my love for music and specifically the guitar. Wow. Mm -hmm. The police have always been one of my favorite bands and I love the album synchronicity. I thought you guys did a wonderful job researching the history of the band and the album. Great job, Mo. We know that Mo <laughs> did the most Thank you. work and <laughs> lifting. And each of you guys though, added valuable info that was very accurate. And I personally would love to hear more music related. Related podcast peppered in with all the other subjects you guys bring to our nice. Ears. 
Okay, yep, cool. We got gotcha. you. He goes on to say, believe it or not, I like the song Mother. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay. We called out. We said, who who likes it? Tell us, right? Marcus does. Yeah, we did. Yeah. We asked. He yeah. says, it sounds chaotic, frantic, or maniacal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But as an artist, I appreciate that sometimes art is not pretty. It is meant to stir something inside of you, and this song creates tension that I feel yeah, serves the album well. Okay. Okay. So maybe in a vacuum, Mother by itself, because we were kind of analyzing each one on its own maybe, but as part of the package, I think Marcus is saying, that then sets you up for the more melodic stuff coming after it. So Yeah. Hmm. And also, I guess maybe as a musician himself, he might see more in it than we can. I'm sure he does. appreciate more things in it than we can. So, okay. I'm sure he sees more than I do. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, it finally wraps it up by saying, suggestion. As a guitarist, there is no Gen X era album I like more than Van Halen's 1984. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm, yeah. That's a good one. We have a list already, and that's yeah, another great one. Yeah. That's a good one. He says, I'm an expert on this band and that album. If you ever feel like talking about it, hit me up. It may be fun to have a Gen X musician's perspective for a segment. <laughs> True. All right. All right. He's volunteering himself. Anyway, I love and support the podcast. Thank you guys for bringing such a cool new idea to the show. All the best. The other Marcus. <laughs> the other white meat. The other white meat. <laughs> and the funny thing is, he's not the first one that actually say like, hey, here's this one album. If you need help, I'll right. help you. If you need help, I'm an expert on it, yeah. right? Yeah. We clearly struck a nerve and yeah, I'm glad sure. we did. I'm glad we did. So Marcus, other Marcus, thank you so much for writing into the show. We love that you listen and we love that you took the time to drop us a line and all your great suggestions and input. If you would like your email featured here on the show, it's drop dead easy. Just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one and most of them, just like Marcus's, will eventually make the show. All right. With that good business behind us, it's time to jump into this backtrack all about Gen X era sidekicks right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Be sure to subscribe to or follow Gen X Grown Up wherever you listen. And while you're there, rate and review the show too. It helps more than you know. I'm going to send you up against the best. Yes, sir. You two characters are going to Top Gun. I feel the need. The need for speed. For five weeks, you're going to fly against the best fighter pilots in the world. You guys really are cowboys. I don't like you because you're unsafe. That's right. I am dangerous. The wild card. Flies by the seat of his pants. I guess when I see something, I go right after it. It takes a lot more than just fancy flying. I was going to start off this segment making some joke about George and Mo are my sidekicks, but I tried that Mm. joke at the end of the last episode. It didn't go well. So I'm not going to use that joke. (laughs) Better not because there's an X button right here on my interface. You can close your browser at any time. It's so easy. (laughs) I will turn this podcast around. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. No. So Deacon suggested this podcast and we started stacking this. And and as we always do, how are we going to, you know, how are we going to group these? How are we going to talk about them? First of all, I have to say, I'm already feeling shades of, do you remember the uh, the Gen X vehicle podcast? We oh, talked yeah, about, yeah. you know, oh, yeah, Knight yeah. Rider and all mm-hmm, the different mm-hmm. vehicles. I thought we yeah. did a great job there and we missed so many good ones. Oh, I know. <laughs> 
there's no way we're going to get all your favorites in there. We still got to talk about the Mr. Bean car. So I was happy. You did get That's to do true. that. Yes, yeah. You did yeah. get that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've kind of mirrored the structure there. We've broken this down into sidekicks from different Gen X era media. Uh, we're talking about movies and TV shows and cartoons. We thought about doing one for music. Look, we were just talking about how much our synchronicity mm. backtrack resonated. But what we found, first of all, is there's so many sidekicks in music that they don't even know they're the sidekick until the other guy blows up and they become the sidekick. <laughs> right. And you could argue, you know, who's actually, you know, doing right. the heavy lifting and that kind of thing. And it became, that was a whole like argument in and of itself. So uh, it's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was like, all right, well, it's Hall and Oates. Well, is it Hall or is it Oates? Which one is it? You know, <laughs> so anyway. Wham. That's yeah, wham. All of, exactly. That's all of wham. <laughs> <laughs> and then wham, you never saw him again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's how we're breaking it down. And so we're starting this first segment. We're talking about awesome sidekicks from the Gen X era in movies. And mm-hmm. Mo, mm-hmm. why don't you get us started? Yeah, I'm going to go low-hanging fruit here. Recent movie came out. Just he still, his legacy still goes on today. And that's Goose from Top Gun. Oh, mm-hmm. good choice. Again, that's, I know it's low-hanging fruit, but... He made the first movie, I think. I think without him, I think the first movie would have been terrible. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he wasn't the major character, right? He was. He definitely was a supporting character. He definitely was. And a recurring theme I think we're going to see in these sidekicks is Goose added color and texture and humanity Mm-hmm. to the main the star. You get to see more about them. You get to see him interact with this sidekick. And Goose was like this, this embodiment. He's almost the, the ego or the id or whatever, the, the whatever the Freudian terms yeah, were. Yeah, yeah. He's like the yin and yang for Maverick that actually makes him a whole person. And when we lost him, it was devastating. Yeah. Oh, it was mm-hmm. devastating. Mm. Good pick, Mo. Yeah, I I kind of got to go with my uh, my Asian brothers from other mothers out there, like my wife from the Philippines. I got to go with Short Round from <laughs> oh, Indiana yeah. Jones. Oh, hell Kiwi yeah. Kwan. Hell yeah. <laughs> that kid in that movie stole every fucking scene. It wasn't the best mm-hmm. of the Indiana Jones films. It wasn't the worst, but mm-hmm. <laughs> Short <laughs> Round <laughs> made that movie. No question. Yeah. Now, the actor has since come back into acting. He yeah. was just in that Everything mm-hmm. All at Once movie. Yep. He got nominated as believe it or not a sidekick he got nominated as like a supporting actor yep. for that um and he's been doing the talk show circuit and i you know he even got to meet harrison ford recently you know they're doing the whole new indiana jones 5 yeah short round he, he's so beloved john he's not just short round though he was also in goonies i know yes, you haven't he seen was. that he film, was in goonies but he well, was in what, there what's goonies <laughs> okay <laughs> i've told you about that the x on my browser here it's a fun character he's yeah. an awesome sidekick yeah. in he every is. true sense of the word everything from driving indy around to mm-hmm. making fun of the girl when she falls off the elephant he is the best sidekick <laughs> to me in the movies of that era yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, I got to go with, look, you know, my dad was a truck driver. I have a whole family of truck drivers. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love mm-hmm. truck driving movies or road trip movies, like some looking the bandit and stuff like that. There was a two films actually starring Clint Eastwood and he had a sidekick uh, who oh. was an orangutan named Clyde. <laughs> this is what every which way you can and any which way but loose, or maybe I'm getting the, yep. the prefixes mixed up. Anyway, he's a truck driver and he's driving and in the passenger seat, is this amazing monkey that had the, the, the monkey they had who the trainer he had so much character yeah 
it was that he's a pure sidekick. He didn't do anything heroic necessarily. No. He added color to the, to the star. My entire family, every time we turn right, the only way you can preface a turn right is right turn, Clyde. Because right he would swing his arm out <laughs> and they used that to punch somebody who was standing up on the, the, the tanker one time. And so right turn, Clyde became the thing. You know, he is such a great sidekick that he's actually memorialized in another film some 20 or 30 years later. Yeah, which one? What? Really? There, there's a character that does an impression of Clyde in Shaun of the Dead. Is that right? Oh. Yeah. Nick Frost, his character, right. he's like, oh, want your favorite monkey whenever Simon Pegg's character is sad? Oh. And he starts doing the... Yeah. And then he does the... Oh, that's with right. With the finger. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yep. Yep. Nick Frost does the impression. That's right. Yep. Wow. Never made the connection That's how great now. a sidekick Clyde was. <laughs> yep. That's cool. Yep. Way to go, Clyde. He made it into other genres and other films. Love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I get... If I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Chewbacca. Um, eh, oh, yeah. You kind of got yeah. to, right? Yeah, you got to. I mean, because really, you know, Star Wars was the main three, Han Solo, Leia, Luke. But Chewbacca, he, I don't know, he was like, I think, one of the, everyone's favorite character, ones that lasted the longest, I think, throughout mm-hmm. all these series. Right. And he always surprised us, too. Something would happen, you'd be surprised at, like, wow, Chewbacca knew that, or he does this, yeah. or, mm-hmm. you know. Right. <laughs> because he's, he's this big brute, and he's he's, a, yeah. he's mute for us, effectively. And you're like, oh, no, he's he's got it all together, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you talked about Star Wars, Mo. When we were prepping this list, yeah. we had a little debate, and I want to touch on it right here. We were talking about, oh, R2-D2. He's a sidekick. Mm-hmm. And then, George, you oh. said, wait a minute. Who's the sidekick? Is it 3PO or is it R2? Right. Yeah. Because one talks. I think but- 3PO is the sidekick to R2 because R2 is the one who gets yeah. shit done. Yeah. I, I think I would go with that. You think so? I mean, because for the surface level, again, because R2-D2 is effectively mute to us and we talk to him through 3PO. Right. It becomes very human, very human, human centric for us to think, oh, well, whoever's talking English must be the one that's in charge. But in reality, R2 keeps 3PO in check. R2 mm-hmm. is the one, as you said, who plugs he in puts and fixes stuff. together and, every time yeah. he loses a damn that's arm right. or leg. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, I might be coming around. Maybe it is R2. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. John, you talked about your dad being a truck driver and yes. you mentioned the movie Smokey and the Bandit. Well, I did. There's a sidekick in Smokey and the Bandit. Oh, yeah. Of course. Smokey. Right? <laughs> no, not Smokey. Smokey's the cop, but <laughs> no. Cletus Snow, the truck driver in mm-hmm. that, he's not only a sidekick. This is one of the rare instances where you have a sidekick within a sidekick because there's Cletus Snow, who is the sidekick to the bandit. Mm-hmm. But God love him, my favorite sidekick in that movie is Fred, the Basset Hound. The Basset Hound Snow that, he that has. rides in the truck with him all the time. I saw that Basset Hound. I wanted to this day, I want a Basset Hound that will sit on the couch <laughs> next to me and eat cheeseburgers like Cletus Snow's Fred does. <laughs> Just, I love that damn dog in that movie. And he was played by country music legend Jerry Reed as well. Mm-hmm. Cletus Snow right? was not Fred the dog. <laughs> exactly. That's right. No. Right. You've heard his album. Was his famous album. Right. No, he played Cletus Snow. And he was famous for, and he, he actually performed on the soundtrack for uh, mm-hmm. Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was famously known. He had a stutter when he spoke, but not when he sang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he had a wonderful career. Jerry Reed did. He's one of my, my mom and dad's favorite country. You, know, you look at my dad's truck in, in his big rig. He had Jerry Reed tapes. Absolutely. He did. There you go. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Mo kind of grabbed Chewbacca, which was, again, a pretty big, obvious one. And we were going through this list. It wasn't late till we we're building the list. And I realized, oh, my God, what about Cameron Fry from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? <laughs> oh, yeah. The most one of the most put upon sidekicks yeah. ever. He'll keep calling. He'll keep calling. <laughs> he'll keep calling. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. Shit. Yeah. I'll go. Yeah, Shit. But I'll go. <laughs> I, he is a wonderfully strong character until he gets in the orbit of Ferris Bueller, who just overshadows him and drags him into every unfortunate situation that you could imagine, including his dad's car. Poor sidekick. <laughs> you know, the actor never really grew out of that stigma of that role. Everything mm. I've seen him in since, mm. he's never a main guy. He's always somebody on really? the side. Like he was in the movie Speed with Keanu Reeves, and he's one of the bus passengers who's like visiting Los Angeles for the first time as a country <laughs> hit character. So he's a victim. He, he just does. Right. Like John, even for us in Star Trek, right? He's in yeah. that first next gen film as the captain who's like gets put aside because he yeah, can't really yeah. be a captain yeah get oh. out of seat where the the real the real captains are here now right. He's, <laughs> boy. oh man that's terrible oh, poor cameron there's a ton that we can go through here but i'm gonna end us with two of the but they're older and george yes i'm older than you guys which is why i'm you are pick yeah. these two okay but these are two from older now, now, wait, 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 is this from the talkies or are we are we wow yeah, these are from the talkies you <laughs> <Okay>. know <laughs> Silent One's in black and white, though, I have to admit. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the black and white one, though, is Young Frankenstein. I'm talking about Igor. Mm. Uh, I loved Igor. Frankenstein. Yes, sir. Frankenstein. <laughs> Don't you mean Igor? No. Yeah. Oh, you can be Igor. Frankenstein. I can be Igor. Um, <laughs> actor, I mean, he's been every Mel Brooks film I think he's ever done. But Marty Feldman, I mean, he was just, just mm. great. Um, he was just funny and he was great. And then the other old movie, older wait, wait, movie. Wait, 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 I got to talk about Igor. Didn't he have his hunch move from one side yes, to the other did. sometimes it's because hump. it was actually an affect he was putting yeah. on. Just, he says, what's your hump? He says, what hump? Yeah, so what hump? <laughs> what hump? <laughs> what are you talking about? Okay, um, sorry. That's no, okay. No, no, no. And then another one from another comp, amazing comedy series, Cato from Pink Panther movies. Oh, that Cato. Oh, that Cato. That Cato. That Cato. <laughs> Yeah, he says I trained Kato to like attack me at any moment, so I'm always prepared. <laughs> oh right, like he would be lurking in his apartment every time he came home. Yeah. <laughs> to oh, keep him funny. on his keep him on his edge, right? Keep him make keep sure him, he's trained. Yeah, keep him on his edge. Both <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, great people. The poor sidekicks. Yeah, so yeah, many of these sidekicks sometimes are more memorable than the hero. Like, oh, sure. like nobody's memorializing Clint Eastwood in the film. It's 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 Clyde. Like you said, George, <laughs> right. it's like mm -hmm. it's crazy how these sidekicks take on a life of their own outside of just who they're hanging out with. Mm -hmm. um, OK, we get back. We're going to talk about some TV sidekicks. You probably got a few in mind. See if we hit on your favorites. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. You're listening to Gen X Grown Up. But if you have a friend who's not yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel, Shlemazel, Pots and Beth Incorporated. We're gonna do it. Give us any chance, we'll take it. We're 
from the big screen to the small screen, it's time mm-hmm. to get into the sidekicks of the TV generation. Oh my God. And so <laughs> before we do, we probably ought to mention that we did leave out some specific examples out of the movie segment that we just finished. Mm-hmm. We left out some great ones like Samwise Gamgee from Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. We left All out right. Mini-Me. The specific reason why we left those out, and we, we definitely had this argument in this debate, <laughs> yeah. they did not appear in movies during the time frame that we consider to be Gen X. They were not right. 70s or 80s right. movies. They were late 90s, early 2000s. And that's what we generally tend to focus on. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's we fair. We're in somehow. I mean, otherwise we'd be here for well, three hours. We, look, we're not even including all the Gen <laughs> X ones. If we opened yeah. it up to everybody, no, we would right. never, right, we would never do justice here. And so. don't worry, I'll find a way to cheat later on. <laughs> <laughs> we never doubted you. Yeah, wouldn't <laughs> right? be a show without it. Uh, so I could kick off the TV. I'm actually... Maybe I'm the one cheating. I talked about Clyde from yeah. Every Which Way You Can mm-hmm. or But Loose or whatever those are. I'm basically going to do the same one from TV with The Bear from BJ and the Bear. So <laughs> okay. another truck driving show. It was kind of like a typical 80s. Uh, if you never saw the series, mm-hmm. imagine the Incredible Hulk, but it's a truck driver. He's going from right. town to town, getting in problems. And at the end of the episode, he gets in the truck with his monkey and he's he's off again. But for the same reasons uh, that I thought Clyde was awesome is this monkey who's a pet, but he's not treated like a pet. He's treated like a friend, like a mm-hmm. colleague. And because he's, you know, he's a simian, you know, the, the actor, the, the animal actor they had did some pretty cool stuff and they used him to interesting effect. You know, it was almost like a superpower. It's like, oh, you could fly, but I have a monkey, right? You could do cool <laughs> stuff. So I just thought it was awesome. Oh, so yeah, well, I picked you know, the bear for BJ. It's a good parallel though. It went from the big yeah. screen to the small screen, from the big yeah. ape to the small ape. To the small ape. Perfect. Okay, I, I think the truck was smaller too, so it all works. <laughs> you know, you see the plane, the plane, I mean, mm. tattoo, oh, Fantasy Lord. Island. Yep. Yeah. Anytime you mention Fantasy Island, anybody who watched the show. That's all they say. That's what they're going to say. That's right. That's the first words out of their mouth is that line. Mm-hmm. So he was definitely a key part of that show. You know, it's interesting you say that, Mo. I watched a lot of Fantasy Island when I was mm-hmm. a kid, and I never really got to see Tattoo do much. Like, he was a, certainly a sidekick to Ricardo Montalban's character, but did they? Li- what did he do as a sidekick other than announce the plane? Did they I mean, let him do much? He he brought in drinks and stuff, and truthfully, he was way more effective in the James Bond film, The Man with the Golden Gun, oh, as yeah. a sidekick in that one. Yes, of course. Right. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. actor. Yeah, Harvey. Harvey Villachez. Villachez. There you go. You good job. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just remember seeing him on the show where he did things like you know, oh, you know, because they had to pay like a million dollars or something like that to be to go to Fantasy Island. He's like, how do they afford it? He's like, oh, I did it for free. And tattoos like, how, you know, you can't keep doing that, boss. Do that, yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> These have all been pretty cut and dry. Who the sidekick was, who the main mm-hmm. character was. Yeah, I sure. got one that I want us to talk about, but I really don't know who the sidekick is in this case. And it's the TV show Knight Rider. I don't oh. know whether Michael is the sidekick or Kit, mm. the car. I don't know which one is the sidekick because Michael got brought in. They didn't need him. The car could do everything, <laughs> basically. Yeah, interesting. But he kind of got brought in to the to the whole night foundation, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. He wasn't even like their planned thing, if I remember right. No. That's an excellent point. It's I mean, I watched it for the car. I mean, well, honestly. Okay. So I watched it, but I mean, to George's point, Michael drives the car, but the car doesn't need him to drive the car. Yeah. Sometimes right? he drives the car. Sometimes there he's just driving the car. There are things the car lets him drive. Yeah, exactly. is a more okay, allows him to drive. <laughs> 
there are things that you need a person to do because Kit couldn't do like social interaction and talking to people and subterfuge because, you know, you can't just, he's not a spy. Like Kit can't put on a bow tie and go to a formal dinner. He's still a car, right? He can't blend in. But it's almost like Michael is, I'm starting to think that Michael Knight was the sidekick. Because it's like you just use the sidekick for stuff you can't do. Right. Exactly. But the car can do most of the major stuff. He makes up for things that you're lacking, right? He, he makes up for your weaknesses. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. The reality is if Michael Knight dies, they can get another one. If Kit blows up, <laughs> right. they're done. You know? Right. Maybe that's what it comes down exactly. to. Exactly. It's hard to even use our rule that I used earlier about, you know, a sidekick being immortalized in another genre later on. Mm-hmm. Both of these characters have been used oh, yeah. in other things. So Michael Knight was used in the dodgeball films as his David Hasselhoff mm-hmm. self. Yep. And yep. Kit was used in the movie Bench Warmers. They had a car that the rich guy had bought. He's a, I bought Kit and it was the car. <laughs> yeah. from the- he had it from the TV oh. show. Well, moving on to another one that's car adjacent. So <laughs> here's a little series that you may have never even heard of. It's called Auto Man. Mm. It starred Desi yeah. Arnaz Jr., who is Lucy and Desi's son, and uh, this actor called Chuck Wagner. And effectively, wow. this was all the rage. I want to say it was like 83 when it's like, ooh, computers. Everyone's excited about computers. So Auto Man was essentially a man who's conjured out of the computer. And he had like he was had glowy lines on him like Tron, but he oh. had a sidekick named Cursor. Wonder where they got that fucking idea from. Oh, they got it from Tron, obviously. <laughs> His sidekick named Cursor was like a cursor. He flew around like a little flying ball in the air and he would draw just like bit from yeah. Tron. Yeah, yeah. He would draw the car and they would get in it and drive it. Or he'd draw a helicopter and they'd get in it and draw it. He was a living 3D printer that flew around. <laughs> and he was definitely the sidekick. Like Auto Man was the superhero and it was like, here's his, you know, Muttley or whatever kind of goofy sidekick. And he was always kind of bumping into stuff and making blippy noises. So he was, he was a comic <laughs> relief too. Yeah. I think that series only went like 13 episodes. Yeah, I think it was one <laughs> season, right? Oh yeah, yeah. not even a whole season. Uh, a yeah, lot of cartoons season. were back then, right? Yeah. No, this was a TV series, live action. No. Yes. yes. This had to be a cartoon. Oh, we didn't no. even get to the cartoon segment yet. No, that's right. That's, 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 that's why it's so cool. It's so cool and computery. It's the same Tron stuff. It's like they have foil mm. and they're shining lights on it and it's <laughs> it's crazy looking. But yeah. So Cursor, that was one I thought was worth mentioning. Wow. That's that's, that's a <laughs> deep know, cut. One that we yeah. we put on our list. I'm again, I'm not sure that this is a sidekick, but we put it on the list because it has relevance. Pierce Brosnan's role of Remington Steel from the TV show Remington Steel. Oh, I know Steel. where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So the lady who runs the detective agency, she does it because a woman won't get her credit right, as a detective. No and so she uses the name Remington Steele as a as a facade for her doing the work behind the scenes. Brosnan comes in and just appears in the first episode. Hi, I'm suave, debonair, James Bond wannabe guy. <laughs> I'm Remington Steele. Who the fuck are you? Get out of here. They end up with that will they won't they kind of thing. As soon mm-hmm. as they won't, as soon as they will they, they jump the shark and the series is off yeah. the air. Yeah. I, I mean, one year too late because we had to deal with Timothy Dalton in the James Bond series, but <laughs> one, one year too late. That's, ooh, that's a zinger, but an accurate one. <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, I didn't watch that a lot, but I was aware of the swerve on, on that series, which is Remington Steele isn't really the detective. He's just right. taking on the moniker because the detective is not getting respect because she's a female detective. Right. So I mean, the story was the first one of the two, but it was a much better 
the story was much more well told in Moonlighting, which was the same kind of thing. Yeah, same idea. Was same theory. Yeah. 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 I think it's pretty clear that Brosnan was the sidekick there, wouldn't you say? I mean, is there an <laughs> argument the other way? I'm, I I can't see a path to really. I don't, well, he certainly be... wasn't the star. Right. I mean, well, he right. was the he star. He was the star of the, of the show. show, but in mm-hmm. the mythology. But his character wasn't the star star of the stories exactly Uh, but honestly i mean if we go what are we going to say that he did stuff that she couldn't know i mean other than be a guy well well, i mean that's what that's that's what he made up for (laughs) that's the only thing he's been used for okay so he's the sidekick because he has a penis there we go (laughs) that's what she was lacking and needed to get respect they make it for what a person can't do so yeah get so many fucking notes if she could have picked that up at the store she would have but she had to get it on a dude so (laughs) right so he serves that role yeah i guess it depends where you draw the line but um, if you draw it inside the mythology i feel like he's he's the sidekick <laughs> apparently you mm-hmm. draw it between the legs <laughs> i wasn't gonna say that but i knew you would <laughs> you rely on george if well if i was our next sidekick when you made that joke i would go hey oh way to go george oh lord oh god the nighttime talk shows look there's so many like right? again we left out some from the modern because there's so many other ones you could use but carson had Ed McMahon. Mm-hmm. What an amazing sidekick. He literally sat to the side of the star in a not as cool chair without a desk. He was a hype man. Everything. Yeah. Oh, Johnny, that was so funny. Oh, oh, oh. I watched Carson as, mm-hmm. as a youngster and I, I was on the tail end of Carson as he was going out when I was really understanding and appreciating the humor and the celebrities. And Ed McMahon was maybe some nights my favorite part of the show. Carson was amazing, but Ed McMahon yep. was the guy that kept it on the rails and kept it funny and hyped up Carson when jokes flopped. Uh, he was a great, great sidekick. He's such an iconic sidekick that his whole thing is the basis for a story in one of my favorite cop dramas, Castle. Mm-hmm. There's uh-huh. one of the episodes the sidekick of a late night talk show kills the host because the host was going to retire. Oh, and he would be out of work. Every time I watch that episode, I'm like, fucking Ann McMahon wanted to kill Johnny Carson. (laughs) You know he did. (laughs) And to show you how important he is, I mean, when Carson had his last show, it was Mm -hmm. just him and Ed McMahon. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. Just the two of them, no guests, nothing, just them talking about the show. You know, that that shows you how important he was. Of course. Yeah. Another one in that same kind of uh, genre of late night talk shows, Letterman had his musical sidekick, Paul Schaefer. Now yeah. he was now an amazing musician. If you were just talking about a musical gig, Paul Schaefer is the hero. He's the star. Mm-hmm. But on the late show with David Letterman, Schaefer was, he was the butt of jokes. They yeah. would cut yep. to him when he had crazy reactions to dumb stuff that Letterman would say. And he was like the, the opposite of a hype man. He was almost like a roll your eyes, man. Kind of, he was embarrassed right. to be on camera. Right. But he had so he had some charisma in there that despite him being reluctant sidekick, Letterman just he dug into that and made it all the much all that much better, I think. I love that you chose these two examples from late night show in our era because uh, they've propagated into the modern late night talk oh, show yeah. things. If you think about somebody like a Jimmy Kimmel or one of those guys, they have their Ed McMahon kind of guy off to the side of the stage, not on mm-hmm. the stage with them. Right, right. But then if you look at Stephen Colbert, his musical guy is his, his band. Kid. Yeah. Band mm-hmm. leader. Yeah. yeah. Same idea. He's very much a Paul Schaefer mold kind mm-hmm. of kind of guy on that show. No kidding. Yeah. You talk about some controversial ones, but sometimes sidekicks weren't just a person. I think. Okay. So here's well, sometimes they were monkeys. We established that. Right. Okay. Sometimes <laughs> or were monkeys, cars but, or whatever <laughs> cars. But this one, I'm talking about Lenny and 
Squiggy from Laverne and Shirley. Oh, the duo. Oh. Hello. Because they were a pair. <laughs> they were always together. They were always a pair. And together, I think they made up a sidekick. For Laverne and Shirley. Well, because the two stars were a pair. Exactly. Like They, they were. were one yeah. entity and they were Shlemiel. the sidekick entity. Shlemazel. <laughs> <laughs> Who started off as sidekicks on Happy Days. That's right. Ooh. Little, Ooh we're little digging in. There. There's some inception <laughs> right? going back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, what uh, Michael McKean and um, oh, I can't guy's think name? of who Squiggy nobody's was. Nobody's ever going to remember the other guy's name. No, no. Or, is this a test? Do you know? I, I can't remember. No, I don't. I'm just <laughs> no. saying nobody's ever going to remember. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. the two of them as a pair, you know, they would, they would, like I said, I said it earlier, sling open the door. They appear at the most inopportune times. Laverne and Shirley would be saying, how can we possibly find anybody stupid enough to do blah, 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 blah. Hello. They appear, they yeah. open the door magically. Like, hello oh, was the best. We've got our patsies. We know somebody that can get this done. <laughs> Great. Uh, you mentioned the word inception, John. I've got one for you. And I don't know a better way to end this segment than this. So okay. the Dukes of Hazard was an iconic Generation Wonderful. X TV yep. show, right? Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy good. All right. You've got three sets of sidekicks in oh, here one show. Okay. Okay. All right. First off, you've got Daisy, who is definitely a sidekick to her brothers, the Duke brothers, right? Wait, there was somebody on the show other than her? I'm, I've read the credits. That's oh, as far as I'm Okay, just so right. sure. There's Daisy Duke, cars, commercials, cars, commercials. Daisy Duke, cars, commercials. <laughs> then there's Enos, who is the deputy to the Sheriff Roscoe. Roscoe oh, P. Yeah. Coltrane. That's right. right. That's yep. Right. Okay. Then Roscoe himself is a sidekick to Boss Hog. To Boss Hog. <laughs> oh my goodness! Is Boss Hog a sidekick to anybody? Does he go? Nobody. We, nobody would no, see. No, I don't think so. I mean, to Uncle Jesse, maybe. Maybe the governor or something. He's but- just the main bad guy. He's the main bad guy. Yeah, yeah, he's the main bad guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a show that's built on that same archetype across the board. There's even the guy who's the mechanic that's kind of the sidekick Cooter. again to the Duke brothers. Oh, Cooter, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Yeah. So kind there's of supporting, just all these yeah, sidekicks. Yeah. It's not yep. like John, we love Firefly, right? That's an ensemble. Yeah. That's an ensemble. Absolutely. This right. is not an ensemble. Each no. one of these people are definitely subjugated to the person they belong to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could almost make the argument that the Duke boys themselves are the sidekicks to uncle Jesse, the patriarch of the Duke family. He guides them and he tells them what to do kind of thing. Not, not yeah. quite fitting yeah. the mold, but if you're going to string this out, the inception of it, there's right, almost yeah. a model you could, an argument you could make there. <laughs> There's a lot of levels in this spinning top. That's all I'm saying. I, I think you're right. I think you're right. Goop, 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 them Duke boys. <laughs> You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Each episode of Gen X Grown Up has show notes loaded with links where you can learn more about our topics. And there's even more to see and hear over at GenXGrownUp.com. They're Pinky and the Brain, yes, Pinky and the Brain. One is a genius, the other's insane. In laboratory mice.
George, as you mentioned before, we have a cartoon section and mm. I mean, oh my God, there's so many. <laughs> I mean, so, so, so many we could do here. Just so, say the word cartoon and let's move on to the next segment. Because if we go into yeah. this, we're never going to fucking finish. No, and, but we got to do some. I and mean, we promised the listeners. And so. we're going to miss somebody's favorites. There's in, oh, there's yeah, no way sure. we're not. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Well, let's start with the biggest name in sidekicks ever, Robin to Batman. Oh my God. He's, he's, oh, he's yeah. there a more quintessential. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's where the term was probably coined yeah. back in the old comic book days. He was Batman's sidekick. I mean, you look up sidekick in the dictionary, it's a picture of Robin right there. Picture right, of Robin. Exactly. Right. There's Bert Ward. There he is. Well, and we had a little discussion about this could be the TV or you know a movie or anything, but in reality, the TV show was just before Gen X, tiny yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. The movies were after Gen X, but yeah. the cartoons, meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, right? that was squarely <laughs> in the middle of yeah. Gen right. X. That well, was Batman and Super Robin. Friends cartoon, we have to be specific because there are some great Batman cartoons that have come out in the 90s and 2000s. Different. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Separately. We're talking about Super Friends. You got it. Yeah, nailed it. Now, yep. One of my favorite cartoon sidekicks, and this is also dating me a little bit, is uh, Muttley. From, he was Dick Dashley's dog. He kept like that, laughing that kind of that wheezy laugh. Mm-hmm. Are you talking he, from the Wacky Races? From the, the Wacky the race Races. Saturday morning thing? Oh. And also, there was another thing he was up because he was always after, uh, what was it, Penelope Pit Stop? And so, you know, and things would go wrong and Muttley would like laugh at him every time Dick Dashley See, I don't up. know wacky races, but I know him from Laugh Olympics. Laugh Olympics, he was, he was on the too. really rock. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. And just the fact that he, every time Dick Dashley messed up, Muttley would laugh. That was like the hilarious part. That, he like, was just, like, that was like his whole sidekick job <laughs> yeah. was to laugh yep. at him pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, you know, I, Mo, this could easily have been yours too, talking about dating yourself with that. What about the Flintstones? Mm-hmm. Fred had Barney. As a sidekick. Mm. Yeah. This is like, it's basically, the Flintstones is an animated honeymooners. Oh, right? absolutely. We, we know absolutely. that's what it is yeah. effectively. Done so well, mm-hmm. but these guys are the best of friends. He's a sidekick clearly in that he's not the star of the show. He follows along, but he had his own independence. He had his own family and his wife and his house and his son, Bam Bam and everybody. But he was he was a sidekick in the way that I love sidekicks the most. Not a begrudging sidekick, not someone who's forced into someone's shadow. They're mm-hmm. close friends, and he loves doing stuff with his friend Fred, even though Fred is always the instigator. So yeah. I think Barney's an awesome one. Yeah. Now, I will admit, we kind of pushed the limit a little bit on our decade range little, for this yeah, because the yeah. Flintstones definitely happened before the seventies originally, yeah. but they were in such heavy rotation on the repeats. That oh my God. I, I think every generation <laughs> gets to claim the Flintstones as their thing. Really? I didn't yeah. know it was repeats. I thought they were all new for me. Right. right? <laughs> and I would also say Barney was Fred's sidekick. I would say Barney's whole family was the sidekick to Fred's whole family. To the Flintstone family. I think. Yeah. 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 Well, if the only ones, maybe I think that Pebbles and Bam, Bam Bam were on even ground because they they had a relationship together later and later when they were actually boyfriend girlfriend I don't think one or the other was subservient but certainly Wilma uh, had Mm -hmm. Betty Betty Betty. yep you know Fred had Betty or Fred Fred had Barney and then you had (laughs) if Fred had Betty that's a whole different cartoon that's that's, that's that's a different movie (laughs) that 
Sorry, that's a, a deleted episode. You don't get to see that one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of chaos in the Flintstone families. <laughs> I'm going to bring it a little bit more modern then. I'm going to bring it okay. up into the 80s. One of my favorite cartoons when I was coming home like in middle school time, I think it was in my memory. It was probably later on and maybe I shouldn't have been watching this cartoon because I was too old for it. But nah. Inspector Gadget. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Inspector Gadget. Brain the dog. I'm going to put <laughs> him forward as the sidekick. Not now, Penny. who's he the sidekick to? Is he in the sidekick to Inspector Gadget or to Penny? I could go either way and I could go mm-hmm. either way with Penny being a sidekick. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd have a better case saying he's the sidekick to Inspector Gadget only because Penny is competent. <laughs> so... Sure. Brain would help Penny, but Brain would absolutely bail out Inspector Gadget, who was a mm. goofball and would mess up. So you could probably have a better argument that Inspector Gadget was a sidekick to the two of them because Penny was the smart one and the clever one was Brain the dog. <laughs> to, well, yeah. who's the star of the show? His yeah. name's in the title. So you got to go with him. Yeah, yeah. But it's but, like a get smart, really. You know, he's the goofus, right. but he happens to well, be the detective. Same actor. And oddly enough, same actor. Right. Yep. <laughs> Stick it, I guess, a little bit later than Inspector Gadget. And this is this is actually a cartoon that's still going. And maybe you could argue that it doesn't. It's a little outside of Gen X, but I think it, it falls squarely. And that's SpongeBob SquarePants has Patrick Starr. His uh, faithful, yeah. dopey, ignorant, buffoonish, devoted, dedicated buddy and sidekick. I'm just going to let you guys talk about it because I never watched a single episode really? of SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh my God. My never... kids watch this thing all the time and it was on all the time. <laughs> I purposefully kept myself or my kids out of the room anytime that thing was on TV. It's not a bad influence. There are so many ways to watch SpongeBob. It's actually pretty smart. It's got some clever social commentary and you can watch it as a kid and a Enjoy it one way, watch it as an adult, enjoy it another way. Mm. You can watch it as an adult on herbal enhancements and enjoy it an entirely <laughs> different way. <laughs> well, now you're telling you're talking about Ren and Stimpy. That's one we should have had that, on this list. Another one. Yeah. Oh, geez. Again, who'd be the sidekick? Well, that was clearly mid-90s. So that's yeah, why that yeah. didn't make mm. the list. But that's- I'd say Stimpy's clearly the sidekick there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not do the debate. Okay. It could be an <laughs> entering hour three of the show. Yeah. That's <laughs> how it end up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll go with one that I hate then. Masters of the Universe, fucking Orko. I hate that character <laughs> like I said, you so hate Masters? much. Okay. Flames <laughs> off the side of my head. Just, oh God, I hate Orko. Hate Orko. If anybody gets that reference I just used and writes in about it, you win an extra Gen X grown up buck. Wow. <laughs> so what is it that raises your ire for Orko? So to me, he was a character that was filled in to make the show more kid-like, mm-hmm. where the storyline absolutely could have been stronger, more in-depth, and more adult. The whole storyline of Masters of the Universe really could be a great storyline, a great fantasy, adventure, epic kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. they wanted to sell toys, so they dumbed it down to kids who would get their parents to buy the toys. And Orko was a great way to do that. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I agree with you, though. He was was pointless. You can't (laughs) not include Masters of the Universe in this list. So even though you have a distaste for Orko, we had to include the show. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite cartoon psych Cakes. This is a little, this is the late Gen X, probably early 90s, was mm-hmm. Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Mm. I didn't oh, really watch that one. I didn't watch a ton of it either, really? but yeah, I know what you're talking oh. about. Yeah. Yeah. No, to me, it was just, it was hilarious because, you know, Brain was the guy, you know, take over the world. 
pinky loyal he's the one that actually had like compassion and would kind of you know was like his conscious i guess more so than anything else uh, like the goofball with a heart he was kind of kind of dopey was he mini me yeah. did we get a mini me in the list mini me not really not, he's not no, quite a mini me kind of did that thing for for um dr evil like in the second or third movie he kind of did the whole conscience thing Okay, well, maybe that's where they yeah. got it from. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I think we talked about Mini Me and left him out again because he's outside of Gen X, unfortunately. But yeah, right. was, I guess similar role. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And actually, and there's one I'm going to call an audible and throw one in here we don't have on our list, which is Uh-oh. Spot from Hong Kong Fooey. Oh, uh-huh. thank goodness! Why did I not put that one on the list myself? <laughs> I just right? Scatman Carruthers as Hong yeah. Kong Fooey, and, and you basically that's the another cat one. Saved him. Spot was the one who was fixing all the screw ups. Yep. So in many ways, Hong Kong Fooey was the sidekick there, <laughs> right. even though he wasn't the hero. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor spot yeah so i think we'll wind out the cartoons we could go on and on and on but there's one we had a little bit of a debate about because out of the gate we're like all right let's do scooby-doo so scooby-doo is the dog he must be the sidekick you're like well wait a minute Mm-mm. no he's the star of the show the show's called yeah. scooby-doo it's not him nope. and then you're yeah. like oh well maybe it's scrappy-doo and you're like no nope. well, no he no. was added kind of later and frankly he can go straight to hell straight to hell and die yeah. in fire i don't like scrappy-doo <laughs> yeah he could disappear and i'd be okay with it and then, George, you had a proposal that who you think the sidekick actually is. I 100% believe Shaggy is the sidekick. Hmm. No question in my mind. Shaggy I, is the sidekick. I kind of, I can I see where he's going with that because Shaggy was always there with Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Wherever mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo was, Shaggy was there. Yep. And now the thing is that they were kind of similar personalities, though. Like they're both like they terrified. Were, and- but Scooby's the one who always ended up doing the thing that solved That's the right. crime. True. Whatever was going on, Scooby would pull the mask off or Scooby would knock the barrels over into somebody. You know, Scooby stacks. Yeah, Shaggy <laughs> never did shit. Shaggy just stayed high all the fucking time. Yeah, true. And- Shaggy also enjoyed Scooby snacks, as I recall. Yeah, he did. did. He also, oh, yes, he, he did. He ate the dog yes. treats. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, it's not Scooby. It's not Scrappy. It's not Fred. It's not Velma. It's not the van. Mm-mm. I think maybe we settled on it's actually Shaggy yeah. is the sidekick for Scooby. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. Wow. We've done good work here. We've come to a conclusion <laughs> that will be passed on through the ages. We've finally determined who's the oh, We're going to get some emails on that, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. That's why I made it such a declarative so that someone would get upset right now. That's really why I did it. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. If you're a die-hard Gen X grown-up, you can pledge your support by clicking join on YouTube or by becoming a patron at genxgrownup.com patreon. flight into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. Michael Knight, a young loner on a crusade to champion the cause of the innocent, the helpless, the powerless, in a world of criminals who operate above the law.
I mentioned at the beginning of this show that it already felt to me a little bit like the the Gen X vehicles, the cars and boats and everything that we talked about, where we broke it down to TV and movies and things like that. And I think we'll do the same thing at the end of this episode, where, look, we've run down so many that we've found. We've talked about so many that we enjoyed or hated, Orko, mm-hmm. hey, George. In this segment, what I'd like to do is do a round the table and what is your favorite sidekick from any mm. media? It could be cartoons or it could be one we already talked mm-hmm. about. It could be one we didn't talk about. Uh, where do we start with you? Start with you, George. What's your favorite sidekick? Yeah. So I'm going to fucking cheat. I'm not going to go from somebody from the seventies or eighties, because if you're going to ask me who my favorite sidekick is of all time, which is mm-hmm. the question yep. I got to go with the nineties with silent Bob from the view askew universe, mm. the Kevin Smith character, the Kevin Smith films played by Kevin. He's Smith, the sidekick to, to Jay. Mm-hmm. And he may be my favorite sidekick of all time for one simple reason that mm. he is a hundred percent smarter than the person he's beholden to. Mm-hmm. And he never says it until there's like one special moment in every story. Like mm-hmm. even if you're talking about, you know, the very first clerks or mm-hmm. even chasing Amy, which is probably his best coming out line of any of the movies where he tells the whole, you're chasing Amy story. And that's what gives the movie its title mm-hmm. and the comic book within the movie. Silent Bob is He's the conscience every time that Jay won't admit that he has. There's mm. no better sidekick than that to me. Mm. All right. I mean, it's cheating, but it, it is cheating. It. It yeah. is cheating. Yeah. I, I was going to ask you, George, maybe you've already, maybe pretty well answered. I was going to ask you what your argument is that Silent Bob is the sidekick and not Jay. And it really is that I guess Jay is mapped onto that braggadocious, blustery, bullish kind of thing. And his sidekick is the one that kind of, again, like Goose, gives him texture, brings mm-hmm. him back around. Is that where you're going? It's sort of. His okay. silence in every scene that they're in together, which by okay. the way, they're always together in the scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. Every time they're together, like for instance, in uh, Clerks 2, when the two young kids come up to buy dope off of the two and they're on the side of the movie's mm-hmm. restaurant. Mm-hmm. Jay is the one who starts singing the song. 15 bucks, little man. Put that shit in my hand. <laughs> and Silent Bob is the one getting the money and doing mm-hmm. the transaction and everything. Every time there's an interaction with them on screen, Jay is the star of the interaction. Okay. Whether yes, it's yeah, with okay. the camera or another character or That's the story clear. element, he's always the star until... That one point of the movie when when Silent Bob hits his wisdom moment and gets to give some grandiose meaning to everything we've been watching. Yeah. Got it. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm convinced. Yeah. (laughs) What about you, John? Have you got one better than that? You know, I had one. But then, since I saw you cheating, I'm going to also cheat and pick my actual favorite instead of the one that fits into the into the uh, the Gen X mold. And mine, not surprisingly, is animated, but not a cartoon, and is kind of a puppet. Is it puppets? I was going to oh, ask no. you. A little bit, a little bit. I'm talking about Gromit the Dog from Wallace and Gromit. Oh my God, he's brilliant. Ah, uh, stop motion. Okay. Yes. I love, yes, yeah, stop motion puppetry, if you will. Those films, by the way, oh. there's a brand new Wallace and Gromit currently in production, which Oh, I just there? heard about recently because oh it hasn't been mm-hmm. one. They've had other stop motion animation coming out of right. Ardman, but not a Wallace and Gromit in a long time. But in a lot of the same ways you were kind of talking about Silent Bob and that we we kind of talked about, uh, we 
talked about Brain from Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. Wallace is the inventor. He's the guy that's getting everything done. He's he's the guy having the adventures. Gromit's along for the ride, and invariably, he's the one that rescues him from absolute peril at the last second. Like he's the one that's most paying attention. He's yes. actually a little bit smarter, though he never says a word. He's the one that detects when the in the wrong trousers that the penguin is actually the bad yeah. guy. You know, he, knows he what's really going makes on, right? all the big revelations. He's a wonderful sidekick because he keeps the hero on track and protects him. Mm-hmm. I'm so disappointed. But in I can't neither. believe you cheated to get this into our segment. How dare you, sir? <laughs> I, I'm I'm no more disappointed. You're imbuing the intelligence of our listening audience. That's terrible. <laughs> But you did it. (laughs) I thought that would justify it. (laughs) Well, let's go on to Mo then, because I know Mo's moral compass is straight and true, and he would never, ever fucking cheat. Straight? Uh, well, it has a kink in it, all right? Okay. It's kind of straight. <laughs> the other um, thing you forgot is Mo is so accommodating, he will bend his own will to to accommodate the other, so he's probably going to cheat, too. <laughs> okay. If everyone else cheats, I want you guys looking bad. So, see? <laughs> what a great sidekick. <laughs> so my, <laughs> see what I'm doing there? Oh, hey. <laughs> so, um... So, okay. If I think you want to see ultimate- what just happened, don't go, don't forget to go to the Genix Grown Up YouTube channel to look at the short from this podcast <laughs> and see which finger Mo held up to me. <laughs> you only get one guess. Um, <laughs> the thumbs up. So, the absolute, to me, the best sidekicks ever in a TV series are basically the Doctor Who companions. He, Doctor oh, Who, has so always had a sidekick with him. Always had a companion ah, with them. Mm-hmm. And basically, that's the person that Doctor Who has to explain everything to. So you watching the show knows what's going on. Like, he needs to explain right. everything to somebody. And it's always a sidekick. Now, I'm going to do a not cheat and a cheat version. Because if I was not cheating and picked a companion from the Gen X era, okay. I would oh. say Sarah Jane, third Doctor and fourth Doctor oh. she was in. Had her own spinoff show from it, and oh, even wow. appeared in the later ones with David Tennant and some other ones. Unfortunately, she, the actress died in 2011, oh, but she had, no. but she was in like the later ones. You know, she had her own spinoff show. She came back for the anniversary. I mean, she's just the best. Oh, but wow. I didn't know she had a spinoff. That's cool. Oh yeah, hmm. the Sarah Jane story, uh, Sarah Jane Chronicles. But I had to cheat and say my best companion ever is Donna. And everybody who's a Doctor Who fan knows who I'm talking about. She's actually coming back because David Tennant's coming back. She's going to come back too. Oh, she's the only companion that he had that one had zero romantic interest in the doctor like absolutely none you know good no Mm -hmm. none at zero which took that whole tension away so they could just have fun and she's the only one that also pursued to become a companion like she because she had like one trip on the tardis and then she went looking for the doctor because she wanted to keep going and she had a bad packed and she was ready to go she literally (laughs) had a bad packed in her car so when she found him she was ready to go and she's just the, the most amazing. And plus, it's Catherine Tate is the actress who plays oh, her. Okay. Um, oh, okay. You might seen her in the, uh, the Office and some other things. Mm-hmm. Super funny, super great actress, and by far my favorite companion of all the sidekicks out there. George, you're a horrible influence on us. You've caused us all to cheat. Yeah. Yeah, let's blame it all on the old guy who's no, the that's, youngest of the group. That's my. Oh, oh. <laughs> no, <laughs> the I think the youngster should be in, I I think think youngster should be in trouble here. <laughs> Blame it on the baby. Those youngsters don't know what they're doing. (laughs) I, look, 
this is so much fun. Yeah. But I'm also have so much trepidation about the influx of emails of like, I can't believe you forgot. <laughs> we got and we're going to look at the email and go, you're right. I cannot believe yeah. we forgot that either. And we looked online. We looked at lists. We looked at things. And then we'd go, oh, my God, I can't believe we forgot this one. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a dozen more that we forgot. Fourth listener, yep. we certainly hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. We're counting on you <laughs> to keep us in check. And uh, we know we cheated in the last segment. But on those we didn't cheat on, what did we miss? What are the yep. ones that we absolutely should have included? Can't wait to hear what you have to say. That then is going to wrap it up for this Backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. Don't worry. We'll be back in two weeks with another one, though. <laughs> Next week is the standard edition of our show. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Cheater. Mo, you know, I appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> Always fun, man. <laughs> Fourth listener, it's you, though. We all appreciate most of all. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? Gen X Grown-Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Um, oh, what's his name? Oh, shit. I'm drawing a blank, too. F- Feldman? Yeah, that's uh, close. Uh, I, actually, I thought I knew this yeah, one. I, I thought I did, too. Here he is. Marty Feldman, I think it is. Yep, Marty, Marty Feldman. Marty Feldman. There you go. There yeah. we go. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Marty Feldman. Feldman. Oh, sorry, what are you doing? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh. <laughs> Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey, as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.